0: Hey, I'm Harrison. When was the last time you had a deep, meaningful conversation with somebody? If it's been a while, don't worry, you're in the right place. This podcast is designed to open your mind to new perspectives and topics in the realms of health, personal growth, and well, life. Welcome to the Let's Talk About Life podcast what's up everybody welcome back to the let's talk about life podcast my name is harrison king thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode it's the last episode of season two that's right you made it to the end of the season and i'm very very grateful for you listening uh, and viewing if you're checking it out on youtube if you're not checking it out on youtube head on over to youtube and hit us with the subscribe trying to grow the youtube channel um uh, that's goal next season so if you are not subscribed and you don't always watch that's all right just head on over there subscribe on youtube but what i want to say is just thank you for listening this season's been wonderful i've learned so much by interviewing these people and putting these episodes together and i also just want to give a big shout out to the team that's been helping me out this season esteban alex eliana maria Thank you all so much for helping with this, and uh, and I just want you guys to know, listeners, that it's not just me doing all this, but we're have uh, got some couple people helping to get this information out to you. So, this is a little mashup of all, a couple episodes throughout the this season, and uh, it's kind of all focused on how to become the person you want to be. We talked a lot about stuff in the mo- we did some health things, you know, throughout the season, we did a little money there with Ash, but uh, we, the general theme was like. How to become the person you want to be. There was a lot of that in, in what we were talking about. And the first uh, little clip here is from uh, episode 28 with uh, Jen Miner Johansson. If you haven't listened to the full episode, you can go check that out. She's a life coach from from here where I am in Saskatoon, which is in Canada, for all you international listeners. And uh, she's talking about leading from your why. You know, it all starts to become the person you want to be, your lead from the why. Why are you trying to do it? So let's jump into that clip with Jen Miner-Johansson on leading from your why.
1: So strategic plans or goal setting or all of these other things tend to look very what? Here's what I'm going to do. And if I get there, then I've done it. Oh, I've arrived. (laughs) But it's absent of what would it feel like if you did? And you always talk in terms, oh, this would feel like, and then end that sentence. I was like, oh man, this guy's connected to why he's even doing this, which I think is purpose. You use the word purpose earlier. And I think that's a lot richer than what I'm going to go do. I can sit and list the next five things I'm going to do this afternoon and it would, it wouldn't get you too excited.
0: Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> but to take it a little bit away, you know, from me and to other people, I think that everybody has their why we all, if you really sit and think about this, talked about it previously with Joey, everybody knows what it is. I think we all know at some point or some way what it is, but we're focused on that. You're saying, so the plan here's what we're doing or whatever. And like the other, it comes the other way. And then it's like, well, then why are we doing this? You know? And it's, uh, but if you, things are so much easier, so much easier. If you let that go and go, why, why, if you're driven by your why, everything else comes.
1: Yeah. And we all are. You're right. We all are. We're all driven by it. And the good news is it's our practice, (laughs) which means we can figure it out. And when we understand it, It's going to fuel the goal. You marry those two. Now you're forced to be reckoned with. It's more likely to come to fruition. It's more likely to be meaningful. It's more likely to be about you and for you. And now what a richer experience rather than just having arrived. Yeah, did that thing I said I was going to do. And then we wonder why we're kind of underwhelmed. Maybe it wasn't even ours. Maybe it wasn't even your own agenda. That's unfortunate, but we do that stuff too, right?
0: This shows up in a big way. You hear it from like, quote unquote, successful entrepreneurs and, and people in the business world financially. This seems to be a, a thing I see a lot when I'm looking up things and listen to people talk. They weren't focused on the money. They weren't doing it. To, okay, that's a lie. I mean, some people are, and that is part of it. I mean, it's part of it. You can't say it's not part of it. But Elon Musk, for example, somebody was talking about the other day. I mean, he's done all these crazy things with like, he, he created a rocket, you know, in this short amount of time compared to NASA that is like reusable. Like it comes down and and, it, and obviously he is ridiculously rich because of that. But he was just like, oh, I mean, I want to do this. Let's make it happen, you know, and you're doing things because you want to. So it, it shows up, I'm saying like in the business world and and financially and all that stuff. I mean, I think those rewards come back to you. It's been proven that they come back to you when you do things because you want to do them.
1: Yeah. And can I go back to the balance comment when we were talking about, um, uh, extrinsic, intrinsic motivators, praise dependency and all that. Can't we be conscious capitalists? (laughs) Can I want both? Can I, can I know my why first? And I'm doing my meaningful work. And what if I'm doing it so well and loving it so much that the reward or the success or the abundance by nature of the first part that also happens. I think if it's in the right order for the right reason, we can have both and I don't think we have to hide behind being successful and if it's a monetary reward or what have you, we can have both. I just think it can't be absent of the sincere why
0: yeah, that's really I'm glad you I mentioned that because I don't want ever things to come across like you just need to just do this. I mean it's in, you're where you live in this society you can't change the fact that like you said, we want those likes on Instagram or we want, you know, money from, obviously that's part of it, you know, that's part of it, but not making that the the starting point.
1: Sure. I'm not good with either or. Can we have both? (laughs) It isn't one or the other. And, and, and sometimes we'll say what we think we should do or should say. And we're not all, we are also not motivated by our shoulds. I I did shoulds for an awfully long time. Well, you should want this in your career path and you should go after that because it's the next natural step and you should. And then you get accolades for it. Look at you, yay, a promotion or an opportunity or all these other things. And you're going, oh, I guess this is good, yeah. And you go home, I wonder why this doesn't feel good because there's a whole lot of should and not a lot of my own why. And what if it could be more about the why and we still chase great things and do incredible stuff, but it's it's ours. It's about me and for me. And again, a word that sounds selfish, but if I'm doing stuff that's about me and for me, I promise you when we're in the same room, you're going to like being there. More than if I was showing up with some shoulds. Well, I should say this or I should say that.
0: Jen's always got so many good things to say, and I just love the way she puts stuff. Um, and again, make sure to check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, up next is from episode 16. I chatted with uh, Rob Temple. He's a stage hypnotist out uh, over in the UK. And we chatted. He's the he's the guy with the red hair, if you remember him. The, the stage hypnotist with the red hair. And uh, he was talking all about how you can kind of manipulate your thoughts and your mind and reprogram it. So let's dive right in to Rob Temple chatting about how you can change your thoughts. What's a way you can start to install those bits of, you know, the people, the person you want to be? Um, What's the best way to go about it?
2: The first thing I think is to realize that when a thought happens in your brain, the first thing you need to do is to question it and like look at it from an outside perspective. Like if some like horrible, greasy, dirty salesman came up to you in the street and like trying to sell you something, you would be so cynical and you would question everything that person says. Right. And you would be like, well, prove it. And, but how do I know they're not going to fall out of the windows? And but tell me more about that. And will they, like and you'd be really cynical about it. Uh, and you need to do the same thing whenever you have a negative thought. So that requires two things. The first thing is you need to have you need to be actively watching out for it. So just like you'd be actively watching out, if you were having a conversation with somebody else and you were like trying to catch them out, you'd be actively watching out for them saying something. Or if you're having an argument with somebody, you're actively watching for them to say something where you can go, ah, but then, and then you can can win the argument. You basically need to look for that in your own brain and think about it like you would analyze something that somebody else was saying. And that's not hard to do. That's the first thing. That's easy to do as long as you tell yourself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch out for this really good trick is just when you tell the people around you just to tell you when you're doing it. So like tell people around you to say like, if I, if I just say something that's really negative or I say something that is this, just tell me about it just so I'm consciously aware of it, just to, like, right. just to trigger that. Uh, when you're watching out for it and you've got your little team of people who are watching out for it as well, uh, the minute that it happens, the next thing to do is literally to stop and say, hmm, But like, where have I, where have I got that from and how accurate is it? And be as, like I said, be as cynical of your own thoughts as you would be of something that somebody else said to you. So like, if somebody says that, uh, sorry, if you suddenly have a a thought that, well, I can't do that because normally two things happen. Normally we're not very good at completing that sentence. So normally we'll just say, oh, well, I can't do that because, uh," and, and that fades out. Right. But if you were having an argument with somebody, you would never accept that. You'd ne- they'd never say, well, no, that's not true. Be- well, be- you, you would say, well, tell me why, why is that not true? Yeah, yeah. right? You never let them get away with that side of the argument. So the next thing is to say, well, what's the evidence upon which I'm backing this argument?
3: Hmm.
2: And you'll very quickly start to realize that most of the time you don't have one. You don't have a because, well, I'm not good. I can't, that probably won't work because. Well, what could you possibly come up with? Well, because the last time I tried to do something, it didn't work. Okay, but like most of the time when you try stuff, it does work. Most of the time when you get out of bed in the morning, you don't fall over. When you put your trousers on, you don't fall over. When you make breakfast, you don't set the house on fire. Like you spend a lot more of your time doing things that appear to be mundane, but they go very well. But we so hone in on the stuff that seems to be catastrophically bad. Right. So I think the first thing is to look for... look. consciously force yourself because all of this begins consciously and it becomes an unconscious thing through repetition and learning. So when you learn anything, there's the four stages of competency. I wish I'd come up with this, but I didn't. The idea that when when you first start anything, you are unconsciously incompetent. Like as a kid, you can't drive a car, but you also don't know that you can't drive a car. And then you become consciously incompetent where you can't do it, but you're aware of the fact you can't do it. Then you become, then you learn and you become consciously competent, which means I know I can do it, but I have to sort of focus on it. And then eventually you become unconsciously competent, which is I can do it and I can drive and change gear and all the rest of it without even thinking about it. And effectively what happens is you you go through those stages with this belief training. So you effectively start by saying, okay, great. Um... I I, I, know I, am, I know I probably can do it and it probably will work right? because I've got loads of evidence of stuff that I do in my life that, that's fine. Even though I keep telling myself I haven't, I actually, when I look at it objectively like a detective, I can see there's loads of stuff that's good. And therefore it's probably going to be okay. There's a higher chance. There's a higher possibility of it going well than badly. Right. And now what that means is you can start to train that belief. There's a thing I do on stage. And if you see any hypnotist, there's a thing called suggestion and repetition. The suggestion is the thing. So when you wake up, you will believe you are Elvis Presley. And then repetition of that. It's just, it'll, they'll say it two or three times and they'll really like, they'll touch that person on the shoulder so they know they're absolutely talking about them and oh, not with COVID. But like they would touch that person on the shoulder and like absolutely like know that they're talking to them. Uh, And that repetition starts to sink in. Like if you learn anything, if you hear a lie often enough, sorry, if you tell a lie often enough, you'll begin to believe it yourself. Right. Uh, And the the same thing starts to happen. So the first thing is really to watch out for it. Like watch out for those negative thoughts that go against the thing that you actually want to believe and that you want to feel. And then start to look for evidence that suggests actually that thing it's probably not the case and that's really easy to find when you look for it. It's really hard to find evidence that suggests you are going to fail or you aren't good enough or the negative belief um, and then go ahead and, and continue to consciously do it. And eventually it takes a bit of time, but eventually you'll start to reprogram that the way that that brain works, where actually it's more effort to come up with the negative thing mm-hmm. than it was to just be positive about it in the first place. Does that make sense?
0: So many great clips here today, and there's so many more from the season, but uh, these are just a couple highlights. I also chatted with Steve Gamlin, who is the Motivational Firewood guy. If you don't know what that is, then I guess you should check out episode 20, because this is from episode 20 with Steve. Steve's uh, all about visualization. He teaches the Vision Board Mastery program, and we talked all about visualization, and it's a great way to become the person that you do want to be by visualizing who it is you want to be. So here's a clip from uh, my chat with Steve from episode 20, all on visualization. I've talked to people and they actually find it really hard to envision something that hasn't happened yet. You know, they like to, they don't have anything to grasp onto. Now you said talking to another person, kind of grasping onto that. But how about as a mindset shift, what can we do to try to go, I'm going to get there. You know, it doesn't seem like I can get there, but I'm going to get there. How do you, you know, what do you tell people that are thinking like that?
4: Usually where I start is, has anybody else on the planet ever done what you are thinking of doing? And they always laugh and they go, well, yeah. All right, find those people. But you don't have to have that conversation because sometimes people are afraid to ask because they're still the before picture. Right. And and we look at the after picture and we fail to realize that they did all this stuff in between. And sometimes they seem a little too on the next pedestal or level Maybe we're not comfortable doing that. Well, some of these people have written books, they have podcasts, they have videos, they have articles written about them. Maybe, you know, they've been featured on somebody else's show. The more we can understand that the people who've already done it before us are real, regular, everyday, cool, interesting people who have tried, who have failed probably more times than we've ever dared, and yet they're still there. And the more we can humanize that and make it accessible, I think it makes it seem a little less far off. And what I tell people also is look, life's like an old wooden roller coaster. You know, we just go click, 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 click. You can't skip your way to the top. You have to buckle in, put down that bar, hope to tighten up the bolts because it's probably an old ride if it's an old wooden roller coaster. We have to go through every single step. And as we go through these steps in our own lives, We grow a little bit. We have a little more experience. We have a little more confidence. We're getting closer to the top to whatever it is that we want is just over the top. But we have to do every single step. There's no magic pills, no magic formulas. And when I explain it that way, some people go, oh, okay. So what if I just do this? Well, that is awesome because it's your next step. And when you can break it down into little steps, it can seem a lot less scary.
0: Yeah, that's such a, I mean, I think that can be obviously applied to anything in life, just not things can feel so big. Um, but you've obviously you've been doing this a long time. You're helping people do it. What are some exercises that we can start doing? Say you found a person, you know, found the thing you want to want to get to. How do you start doing it? How do you start, you know, climbing the climbing the ladder,
4: the, the roller, coaster? roller coaster? You put pen to paper every day and you write down like I, I keep a gratitude journal. And one of the biggest things I use with it is to track my progress on some of my goals. Like I did this little step today and I did this and I did this because if we don't do it, it can minimize what we see as our momentum. And one of the equations I share with people is consistency plus momentum equals confidence. And the sooner we can recognize our progress and build the confidence, the better. Now, another part of that is we have to understand why we want the goal. In a deep, can deeply rooted, emotionally connected why is going to serve you so well versus, well, it's a good idea. Well, some motivational guy said it was what I should do. Well, they told me I needed to be rich to be successful. Well, you're going to, I mean, 2020 was a huge why killer for a lot of people for their goals, because with the pandemic, it was like they're hiking up this mountain and a big clump of trees fell down across the path. A big clump of (laughs) trees. You know, some people just stood there and went, huh, well, maybe someday I'll get to the top of that goal. They walk back down the mountain and they're hanging out on a rickety picnic table near the porta potties. And that's no fun because the view blows. The resourceful people who know why they want what they want. Either bust out a chainsaw, cut through the trees, they climb over them or they just start walking to the left or to the right. And go around them and then they now they're going to be in uncharted waters or uncharted areas they may have to go in a different direction they've ever gone in before but they might also meet some really cool people who can guide them through it and if you know your why you're going to get to the top of that mountain no matter what now i've always said in my early days as a speaker i said i'm going to make this work if it kills me that was my why because the person who convinced me to get into radio when i was 24 I finally followed that dream. He died three weeks after I got my first radio job. And after 10 years in radio, I said, you know what? I want to be for other people as a speaker. I want to be that friend who helps you to believe in yourself when you don't. And so that's been my why as a speaker for 17 years so far. And I'll never stop. And moving on from visualization
0: with Steve to something very similar, uh, manifestation. And I talked to Terry Ma, who's a cancer survivor. He had pancreatic stage four, might I add, pancreatic cancer, and he reversed it. And he is almost 100%, if not, I have to check, uh, I think he's almost 100% cancer-free at this point. And he he attributes a lot of that to his mind and, and meditation and things he was doing there at that time. And a lot of it had to do with manifestation. So here's a clip from episode 14 with Terry Ma all on manifestation. When you found out that you have stage four pancreatic cancer, obviously the big blow like to life, just wow. But you were like, this is, I don't want to, I'm not going, is what you said just now. Um did that thought ever change in your mind or were you just positive that you were not like leaving this planet that you were going to do? Like it wasn't, it wasn't even an option that you were going to, um, you know, succumb to the cancer.
3: There's always, there's always anybody with cancer, you'll find out anybody. with disease, you will have points in time where you think of about course. death and you think about, you know, right. I, I bet you 99% of the time, um, I knew I was going to mm-hmm. live. I absolutely knew I was. Going you didn't to hope, this. though. I knew. You were hoping. Was,
0: you knew, As the even just the I knew the language I, I knew. you knew. You know, it didn't.
3: Yeah, I didn't really, you know, go down that dark, that dark circle and think, "Oh, I'm, mm. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not trying this anymore. I'm not. I'm done." No, I was. I was. I just kind of lived my everyday life with a little bit of pain, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I never did at one point think I was going to die. Yeah, I firmly believed that I was going to beat this. I firmly believe I'd beat it already. You know, I was at a point, um, I still at a point where uh you know, I drink water and I go, Oh, that water's awesome. It's killing cancer right now. Right? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm eating this, I'm eating broccoli. Oh, that's killing cancer. Oh, I mean a bag of chips, I don't care if it's a can of pop, right? A yeah. big can of root beer, that's killing cancer. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just the frame wow. of mind that I was in the whole time. And and it was uh, and it wasn't arrogance no. it wasn't confidence it's just
0: what i believe it's what i believe this in. is so you interesting know? to me because this is a, uh, kind of how just automatically my mind works with all kinds of things um things that i want or you know to happen in my life or whatever i just automatically believe that it's already true and i find it interesting you say this because um even just like i said the language that you're using you were living in the future like, like you basically you're, you're saying that it's already like, this is killing cancer. It's already, it's going away. It's whatever, even though it, maybe physically it wasn't, but then your body started to believe it. So it actually made it true. Um, Which is, yes. which is yeah. exactly how it works. And, and so for, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just can't get over when I hear these stories that like the power of your mind is just phenomenal.
3: Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Dr. Joe talks about manifestation yeah. and, and, and manifestation is you know essentially dreaming, dreaming of you in the future, and then then actually believing and emotionally feeling that you're there, that it's already happened. And one of the big things before I even went to Doctor Joe, I was all I could think about was I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to make it. I'm going to uh, play with my grandchildren. My kids are only right now they're uh, <laughs> eleven and nine. But I still have that, that dream, that imagination, and I can feel myself playing with my grandchildren. Mm. Or one of the things was walking my daughter down the aisle at her wedding, or my son down the aisle. And I could picture it and I can feel it. And that's what's called yeah. manifesting. And then when you believe it and you and you assume it's already happened, it's happened. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And, that, and that's manifesting. Um, Manifesting the future. And that's what Dr. Joe says, right? Manifest it, believe it, feel it. And it's Uh going to happen.
0: Well, everybody, that's it. That's all I got for you for this season. That is the wrap-up of season two of the Let's Talk About Life podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to this season. And I hope you enjoyed the little wrap-up there, a little reflection on... Some of the episodes, and if you haven't listened to all those episodes that we had clips from today, then head on back, and maybe this will give you a little uh, motivation to go check them out. And uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to, even if you only listen to this episode, or you only listen to one episode, or if you listen to all of them this season. Your support and just you lending your ears to the things I'm sharing and the guests we're having on here just means a lot. So thank you so much. We're gonna be—I uh I can't tell you exactly when we're gonna be back. It'll be. Uh, a couple months, I believe, but in the off season here, we're going to be preparing and it's going to be a great season. We've got some great guests that are going to be on. And uh, if you want to keep up with uh, what I'm up to, and what the show, what kind of happening behind the scenes in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram if you're not already, which is at Let's Talk About Life Pod on Instagram. And uh, if you want to see what I'm up to, I got a big move coming up here. I'm, I'm moving across the country and different things are happening. New content's going to be coming out. So if you want to keep up with that, you can follow me on uh, instagram at harrison king official and like i said before make sure to subscribe on youtube and all that good stuff and and that's it that's all i got for you folks so uh in the meantime you know in the next couple months just uh if you want to go back through the episodes please feel free to enjoy share with your friends family we'll come back even stronger than before and uh, i just i can't say it enough that i just how much i Enjoy doing this and I appreciate you guys listening. So enjoy the next couple months, folks. We'll see you soon. And while I'm gone, remember to keep loving life and we'll see you next season. For more information about this episode or the show itself, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com. There you'll be able to find the show notes, transcriptions, and videos for every episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk About Life Pod. Now get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life. We'll chat with you next time.